Welcome to Season 3 of the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm excited to share with you the stories of clients and professionals on their personal, functional core and pelvic floor rehab journeys, as well as so much more. We're passionate about helping you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. This is Kelly Dean. I am your host and the founder of the Tummy Team, and I'm super excited to share um, a testimony or a story of one of our online clients, Todd, from the Was- from Washington State, where we're located also, so that's kind of fun. And it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be good to hear from one of our gentlemen that work with us, and he worked with us online, I believe, with Core Foundations for Men. Um, so, Todd, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Kelly. Uh, yeah. Tell us, um, tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, your your story, your backstory, like your age, kind of what you do for a living, that kind of thing, and how you, what started your journey to look for something for your core? Sure. Um, I'm 42, and uh, I pastor a very small country church. Um, and along with that, I'm a volunteer firefighter um, and EMT and get the opportunity to invest in people's lives around here. And uh, we also own a, about a 20-acre farm, working farm with cattle and sheep, oh, wow. bees, chickens, everything. So, um, yeah, so originally from Southern California and um, grew up skateboarding and surfing and then moved up here. Um, during uh, during my life, I, I transitioned from uh, skateboarding and I always kept with surfing. Um, and then I realized, you know, um, in the army that I needed to, to quit smoking. And mm-hmm. I went through a period of time where um, that was hard to do. And when I got out of the army, I, I just instantly fell in love with running and it actually became my journey to, to quit, uh, all the vices I should say, um, through, through hardcore physical exercise in a way that I, I never had before. Um, in the army, we had the PT test was, was pushups, sit-ups and two mile run. Um, and you know, in your early twenties, you can do anything. And so, uh, yeah, from quitting, quitting smoking, I went right into, uh, running a a half marathon. And a month later I found out about, um, an ultra marathon down in Santa Barbara, California, where I was from. And, um, it's called the nine trails ultra and, uh, showed up the morning of the race and went for it. And that, yeah, that bug bit me and it went, it just went deep, you know? And so I kept training for a number of years and went off to seminary and life changed, had kids. And, um, eventually, um, just kind of ran the course of, of this season of my life where I wasn't able to do as much. Um, I tried to get back into running and fitness again, about five, I want to say about five years ago. And I was in the gym one day, um, doing this, this exercise uh, that has weighted, it's a weighted like crunch machine. And yeah. my wife told me, she said, Todd, that's a bad thing. I just have a bad feeling about it. It's like, no, I can do it. <laughs> and, um, 
about three weeks later after doing this, I looked down at my stomach and I had this major trench in through the midline. Mm. And my wife told me, uh, that's what pregnant girls get. And she laughed at me and she told you, she, she said, <laughs> I told you not to do that. Um, uh. and along with that, obviously it turned out to be a diastasis recti. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know anything about it. All I knew is that it hurt and I couldn't do my normal yeah. routine. So what were your other symptoms with it? So you, you did that movement and you kind of saw that trench and then did you have, you had, was it tender? Did you feel like any tearing or like, like achiness in that area or was it sharp? What was the feelings there? Yeah. It felt like a tear and a, and a sharp pain. Yeah. Okay. And, and it was above your belly button between your belly button and your sternum. It's right between the, the, the sternum and the belly button. Yeah. It was about three inches. I think I'd, I'd okay. say about probably three fingers, you know, from index down to your, you know, ring finger. Um, And it was probably about, I'd say about two fingers wide and pretty deep. So, and, and, and how were you, uh, did you have any other pain with it? Like back pain or, you know, digestive stuff? It sounds like your, in your case, you probably had some functional core weakness, some muscle imbalance because you were really fit. And then you went through a season of not the same kind of level of activity, probably more sitting and more sedentary stuff. But mentally, you still feel like, oh, I, I can do anything, right? We we have that mental like memory, that muscle memory of being this strong person. And so then we go to do something, but we don't have the muscle integrity the balance of those internal stabilizers with the external strong muscles and and that's where kind of that happens which you probably know now but you didn't know at the time um so did you have some back pain or some other stuff with it uh no it was it was pretty localized um everything else was i felt pretty strong and i still do um everywhere else except for that abdominal it felt more like a an injury then yeah then a long-term kind of like progression it felt like a kind of this was how it was before and this is how it was after yes and then then what happened go ahead oh well i like to think of it like a rope um (laughs) where you can use a rope so many times once those threads start going eventually it's going to snap and that's i think that's what it what happened for me so i i mean i i just i view it as a you know, there is, as you talk about in your program, just that that weakness within the core, uh, the the uh, transverse abdominis that we're relatively unaware about. You know, until right. it's brought up, right? Um, right. And, and that's, it's that's one of the biggest muscles in your body. And so, your transverse abdominis, for people that are just you know first time listeners or whatever, and haven't listened to the tummy team a lot, is your corset muscle. It's the deepest abdominal muscle. Starts at your the sides of your vertebrae in the back, wraps around your torso, connects your lower six ribs all the way to your pelvis. And if you think about like a corset, like on a you know dress 
um, or like a back brace, you actually have, we actually have a built-in muscle that does that. It supports our spine. It stabilizes us. It actually stabilizes our nervous system. It, it uh, supports our organs and puts them in place. It's like a super important muscle, but I also say it's like a stabilizer and it's hard to feel sometimes because it'd be like saying, I want you to move your arm, but I want you only to focus on your rotator cuff. You know, it's like, uh, I'm not sure how to do that because rotator cuff is a deep stabilizing group of muscles, but it's an essential group. If you don't have it, then your arm's just going to dislocate every time you move it. So I think that it's this big muscle. It's, um, the unsung hero, um, that we don't know is there, but it's once we, once we figure it out and focus on it, but that muscle is supposed to be like a meaty muscle. And with collapsed posture and um, just inactivity, it becomes more like a little deflated balloon around our belly, right? Yeah, absolutely. When you when you figured out that it was a diastasis diagnosis via your wife, um, <laughs> what 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 did you do? Did you go to the doctor? Did you just Google? Did you try to figure it out? What 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 was the next step for you? Well, for about a a year, I just tried to push through it. Um, How'd that work out? Not well at all. <laughs> <laughs> my wife tried to to explain that she forgot from her PT um, after our our boys' births. Um, she forgot all the you know the anatomy of it. She's a massage right. therapist. She knows a lot, but um, just in terms of the the names of these things, we didn't have a, an understanding. And then um, it got to a point where it was just increasingly worse and, and hurt more and more, the more activities I did, particularly on the farm and um, running hoses with the department and things of that nature. Um, and do you realize, I can kind of hear it in your voice, but do you, do you realize also in that, like how, how the limitations started to affect you kind of emotionally and like, like I can almost re- kind of hear it in your voice that you could, you were really discouraged, you know, the more you can't do, um, especially when you're in a season where you're feeling like, okay, this is a season where I'm going to start getting back to doing the, the kids are a little bit older, you know, and yeah, there's a little bit of now. What? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you go from, extremes which is just kind of my nature anyways is to do something 100 percent, and the inability um with when you have the mental fortitude and yet the physical inability um yeah, it can lead hard. you into of depression you know um and so for me it was it was really it's and it has been very very difficult um yeah and you can push through as much as you can, but there's a point in where you're going to cause more issues if you, if you keep going. Well, you know, one of the analogies I give about like the powering through pain situation is, you know, if you're laying in bed and you see a leak in your roof, like a drip, just a drip once, once a day, there's a drip, you know, if you, if you think, ah, that'll get better on its own. Right. We know that's not going to get better at all on its own. And and we don't want to get to the point where we're filling up a bucket every 10 minutes. Right. And right. so it's it's 
you you see it, you see it happening and you're like, oh gosh, you know, we need to patch that as quickly as possible or it is going to turn into a bigger problem, a bigger problem, a bigger problem. For some reason in our body, I think it's because our bodies are so adaptable and accommodating. You know, we are designed for survival. We're designed for to to adjust and to compensate and to to keep on moving. But there is an efficiency to our body. And and when we are functioning in that efficiency, in that optimal alignment, then everything is singing along smoothly. You know, we can get by with a flat tire for a while, but if you're living on a, with a flat tire for a real long time, everything else is going to start to go out as well. And so there's a part of us that kind of goes, okay, I don't know how to deal with this and I need to keep moving and I'm going to hope that it goes away. But then we keep moving and we keep trying stuff and it's not working. You start to kind of get into that despair, like, oh, I'm going to need to replace the whole roof now, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So then you, then, then what? So then I got online and started looking at ways of healing this and, um, it's amazing how much is dedicated and rightly so um, women go through quite a lot of trauma physically um, through pregnancy, but most of the online resources were all about pregnant women and um, had nothing to do really with, with my issue. Um, And a lot of, and a lot of men that is a turnoff right away. They're like, I do not want to be some men will navigate through that information and and make it happen, but I'll, I think a lot of women or men are like, don't refer to me as a pregnant woman. Woman, that is not helpful. That is not helping with my emotional stability in any way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was I was so desperate that I went through all the pregnant moms blog, yeah. blog sites and stuff, and I found um, one another program by the name of the Tupler Technique. Yeah, Julie. Um, mm-hmm. Julie Tupler. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, really that the more I researched it, the more that uh, seemed to kind of dominate in terms of just the the modality of, of healing this. And and so I went I got online and I went through the program and um, it really introduced me to the the finding the transverse. Um, yes. And I know for some people it, it probably has worked really well. Um, mm-hmm. And I the long and short of it is that I did this program twice. Oh, shoot. Um, so you're splinting for, for those who don't know, you're splinting for 18 or 18 weeks. Um, and you're, yeah. yeah, you get up to, I, I want to say somewhere in the range of 1800 reps of transverse abdominus, um, uh, breathing and, and exercise right. by the end of the, by the end of it all. And probably initially that probably fed right into your, your 100% mentality. You're like, yeah, bring it on. I'll do everything you want me to do and I'll do more. Yes, it did. And, um, at first it, the first session, it was, it was good, but then it became something where I couldn't, I just couldn't, I didn't have the time to to do everything. It becomes a chore. And, and, you know, I've, I've talked openly about Julie many times because I, I know her personally and she, I went through her training and she, she is the pioneer for diastasis education and rehab, um, you know, but, but the, the approach 
I think not just her approach, but a lot of the approaches out there tend to uh, focus a lot on um, a rehab mindset in sense of like, okay, we need to protect this and we need to, to isolate and we need to do exercise, 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 which is not necessarily bad, but <clears throat> what happens when you're not wearing the splint and you can't maintain those exercises? Um, and inevitably it happens to everyone because we have a life to live. And, um, even the per people with, um, really intense personalities that are, I'm, I'm that way too. I am like, give it to me. I can do it all. Um, but the reality is you have a family and you have a life and you want to get back and, and it starts to feel like you're a slave to this situation. Um, and and you feel scared that if you don't keep doing it at that level, it's going to go back or it's going to get worse. Um, and I just, I felt like what I, my mindset is these muscles are functional in nature. They're postural in nature. They hold us up. And, and a lot of times what, what is causing people to not heal or it's causing the diastasis in the first place is just lifestyle things. So if lifestyle things can cause it, I believe lifestyle things can help heal it. Um, you know, and, and I think that that is where you get more of a balance. So you went through the course twice, you got to the end of yourself and you're like, I can't keep up with this, but then somehow some magical way, you know, I think if you, if you, Google diastasis recti and men were like one of the first things that come up, <laughs> but you have to put those two things together. Right. Um, but you somehow found us, right? Yeah. Just going back to, to what you're saying about the lifestyle versus the acute, um, I guess, rehab. way of, of rehab. I think that, and this is kind of, I'd like to get into how I found you through this, through this door, because so much of the medical community is focusing on signs and symptoms and not the underlying issue that happened to begin with to create those manifestations. And so for just as a, a lifestyle, I mean, it just goes beyond diastasis and all these core functional things. But the way that my wife and I kind of just have a paradigm around life, I think you sent out an email not too long ago is talking about your body should be able to heal itself. And when, when health is prevalent throughout the system, I believe that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so part of that is that we will be able to, to heal when things are aligned correctly. Exactly. And, and that goes with dietary issues, with food, um, you know, how we, how we approach every aspect of our lives, mental, spiritual, physical, all aligning. Um, it creates an environment of cohesiveness and and um, symbiotic relationship where For sure. we, eventually... I, I, we have an incredible capacity to heal yeah. um, built in to our biology and built into how our body was designed. Um, but it's difficult for our body to to survive and heal at the same time. To, you know, if we're in a state of survival our energy we're going to prioritize survival right and then once we're out of our survival we can start to thrive and heal and optimize right so um when you initially injured yourself 
your body was trying to heal it. It was trying to heal it, but you didn't even know how to focus on the right energy in the right location. Right. So, so at the same time you were kind of powering through life. So your body's like, uh, we'll deal with that later because he's trying to run this marathon. So that's our priority right now, you know, and hopefully, you know, we'll get to that when we're not, you know, trying to run this thing. Um, so it does require some slowing down. Um, but not in the same way. I think that when I ask you to slow down to to kind of backpedal to to restructure something so that we can move forward, it's better than saying you can't ever do that. Don't ever do this. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do this. You never can do this again. I I have very few things that I say you never can do. Um and even those I don't say you never can do. It's not going to be optimal for you to do those things, right? But I think it's really about like, okay, if you had a crack in the foundation, we need to get underneath the house and fix that foundation. And it doesn't mean you're never going to live in the house again. It just means that if we need to fix the foundation, so we need to kind of go back a little bit to be able to go forward. Um, so you so how did you find us? So I got just jumping off of that, I got into um the second time through, I was about halfway through the Tupler. Um, and I just started thinking about, okay, there's got to be something else in terms of like, I, I appreciated like that, that program strengthened the TA, um, my, my transverse Dominus. Um, I could find it, you know, that's, you know, I imagine a hard thing for most people um, going through it almost two times of this program, you, you learn exactly where it is. Um, but it was just the, the bracing seemed like a crutch. Um, it seemed like it was just like we said, it's just too dealing long. with the issue. Uh, yeah. And uh, not the core issues. So I, I got online and I again searched uh, through the mommy websites and came across the tummy team and they said it was too hard. And or this one broke lady said it was too hard and they didn't like how some things were going. I was like, well, if it's too hard, like, I don't know what else is harder than the Tupler technique. So I, I went to your website and I, and I started reading up and then I did a, a, um, you know, an interview with you over, over the phone and he talked yeah. about just, oh uh, yeah, the consult, uh, just the alignment, pretending as though you have a cord going up through the top of your head. Um, and you said if there's one thing you take away at all is to to just have that imaginary cord going up through your back. Yeah. And so I I began to do that immediately afterwards, and I felt the TA engage, and I walked around, you know, a little bit more robotic, but um, at or first. the course at, yeah. at first, you know, the course of time, like going through your program, um, it just becomes more natural. And so um, I I felt like I was I jumped ahead a little bit just having knowledge of the TA um, already having it strengthened and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I did splint for the first week or two. And then I realized, you know, I, I probably don't need this at this point. I'm pretty strong in there. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just the, you know, all, all of the details that you go into with, with your program that really shifted. It was a paradigm shift. Yeah. And that's really important for people. I think to understand it's not, you're not just focusing in, as I said before, you're not just focusing on the problem. You're focusing on, on what got you there to begin with. And yeah. so you're 
shifting your view on how the body functions. Yeah. And, and simple things like how you're sitting all day long, you know, how you're standing, you know, do you walk with your feet pointed out? You know, do you, you know, do you um, look down at a laptop all day? You know, like looking, do you hold your breath and bear down on the toilet? You know, like all of these things that you, that are everyday requirements of your core. Um, how can we kind of increase awareness and optimize how the body is supposed to work and, um, and then building it into function? Yes, there are some exercises. We do belly breaths. We do transverse holds. Um, you know, we do some stretches to work on your alignment. We do, um, we, but then we are also saying, okay, when you lift, this is what I want you to be thinking about. And when you are exercising, this is what I want you to think, thinking about. And, um, and then it feels like, oh, my body's starting to work as it's supposed to. So what did, what did you, when in the course, did you feel like, I know the elongation thing was key for you, but when in the, in our course, did it feel like, oh, this is the missing piece that I didn't have with the other rehab process? Well, again, I, I just keep going back to, I mean, the, the functionality aspect of life, you know, yeah. where um, I was already going into the bed, you know, not, not using my abdominals. I was sliding in and, and, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, and then just going into like simple things like farm work. Um, I have to get things done. You yeah. know, there's, there's no way around it. Um, right. You know, doing carpentry, splitting wood. I mean, just there's so much that goes into my life uh, on the fire department. You know, I was on a house fire the other day, um, aware of my, yeah. my core, you know, yeah. um, so I think it was just that li the lifestyle changed more than anything else. Yeah. yeah. And implementing it. And then did you start to notice that it was starting to heal and stay healed with yes. that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I, I went from about a two, two finger, um, diastasis down to a one, mm -hmm. um, in the six weeks. Yeah. Um, it's still there. Um, and I, you know, I messed up a bunch of times. I, I know when I mess up, when I hurt, you um, know, and yeah, it, you kind of feel like almost like little micro tears in that new yeah. tissue. Yeah. Um, do you, um, so, so it does the muscles build muscles build faster than the connective tissue can heal. Right. So the muscles build and pull everything close together and get strong. And then over time and consistency of using it, what happens is the the um, the connective tissue that was stretched out is pulled close together and it starts to revascularize. It starts to get blood flow going up and down and looping through the layers of that connective tissue, which which starts to thicken it. But also as you're consistently using your core to come in over and over again for that stability, especially when you are pulling the hoses or chopping the wood or carrying a, the hay bale, you know, those things when it's when it is combined with function, because doing a transverse hold by itself is not actually the function of the muscle. You know, it's it's a stepping stone to to identify where the muscle is. but 
But if you just do more and more of those squeezes, it would be just kind of like clenching your jaw over and over again or squeezing, doing butt clenches over and over again. Butt clenches are not how your butt works. You know, like you might feel your butt, but your butt works by extending your leg. That's what it does. So it's a squat or a leg lift or walking or running that strengthens that muscle. So the core doing just more and more transverse holds you you get to the end of yourself and and it starts to create tension then desperation comes and you start tensing up your whole body doing it which leads to another set of problems so if as soon as we can teach our clients to use the core functionally when you're picking up your kid when you're carrying the groceries in when you're you're the dog's pulling you on the leash to stabilize and it does it makes you think at first because you haven't been doing that but once every opportunity that you build that into is another opportunity for your core to be strong for real life and for your life, for the longevity of your life, right? We want to recognize that this diastasis in your case happened from an injury, but that injury um, presented itself because you had a muscle imbalance. And the reason it wasn't healing is because you had a muscle imbalance. And so now that we are changing that muscle imbalance, now how do we use those muscles, right? And you made this comment kind of jokingly and you're, you know, when we're in our 20s, we can do anything. And part of the reason, at least for our age, was when we were kids, we ran and played and monkey bars and hanging. And we naturally have a balance between our core and our, our internal and external muscles by, by the movement of our body. We weren't doing sit-ups. We weren't doing gym workouts. We were playing. We were swinging off rope swings. You know, we were using all of our muscles in a very dynamic way, right? But now it's like we sit at a computer and then exercise is these series of, of fitness routines that focus on external muscles. So we are missing some of that. And as we get older, if we're sedentary and then we go and do something, we we don't have that foundational balance of those deep internal muscles that we had when we were in our teens and our 20s. Um, but once we get that back, you get to go back and do stuff again. And now you feel like, oh, I can do things again, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that comes back again to just uh, the isolation modality in which we live, where it's... I have to exercise a lot of it's kind of just vain more than anything else, you know, like I got to do like bench presses and arm lifts and stuff like that in order to like bulk up, especially as guys to bulk up um, and to look good. Whereas as you were saying, like go back into when you were a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, you were free to play and just having the mentality that, you know, this is not just about the ability to, um, look a certain way or or do a specific thing it's about how do you want to live your entire life yeah and if, if you're if you're living isolated and categorized and compartmentalized then not only are you going to to have injury like a, a da or a diastasis recti but um like it's it's prevalent throughout your life as well right and right. just getting to a different I think mentality right there. Yeah, mindset. It's a mindset thing. And and even like you said, like having goals that are more like, how do I want to live? You know, like 
what kind of, you know, 50 year old do I want to be? What kind of like parent of a teenager do I want to be? What kind of grandparent do I want to be? Um, you know, and, and I, I'm an athlete as well. And, and it's easy for me to think of like, okay, what time do I want to make for my, you know, hundred backstroke, uh, instead of thinking, you know, when I'm 60, I want to be able to swim the hundred backstroke, the 200 back, the, the breaststroke. I want to be able to swim all the strokes and, and still do this and still not be in, in pain. You know, like my time is not at like, it's hard for me to get out of that mindset to not like always be looking at my time. Like for you, it's hard to not go like, what race am I going to do? And what, what place am I going to get in the race? And, you know, that kind of thing, instead of like the race is a step in the journey, you know, it's like what, you know, that, that living that kind of active lifestyle is becomes less about finishing the race and more about the ability to do things you love, you know? and to have options and choices. Um, and I think that that's so much beyond, oh, I have this little diastasis or I have this big diastasis. You know, what is, once we heal that, we need, you know, we're trying to build strength that's that's last, that impacts your entire life. Because if we if we go back to what you were talking about when when you were limited, when you couldn't do stuff, how that affected your emotions, your, your mental state, you know, your mental health, probably how you interacted with your family and your, the world around you, you know, it, there's a difference. And I want people to be physically and emotionally present. You know, I think that that comes from the core, even at a very young age, like when we swaddle babies, their nervous system calms down. They can look you in the eye, you know? When they, when they're out of control, they're crying, they're all over the place. They can't even focus, right? There's a, there's a, there's a correlation to that with us when we are disconnected from our core and we're just kind of being washed around the world, like a jellyfish in the ocean. There, there, that's not what, what jellyfish were designed to be jellyfish. We were not, <laughs> you know, we were designed to be grounded, stable, functioning people. And I think that all comes back to that core strength. I think it's it's super important as well for people who are listening who are just amped to get back and maybe they're already through your course or like they're just beginning or just considering it. Uh, you said it earlier, Kelly, it's just to slow, slow things down doesn't mean to quit. No. And I got a, a very dear friend here who's he's in his 60s. He runs 100 mile races. Um, I told him that I'm, you know, I'm fixed. I'm ready to go. And he said, he was like, the only thing that you need to be doing right now is building, building your, your strength back. Racing is not even on the docket until next year. Mm -hmm. um, slow down. In fact, he, he texted me this morning as a reminder, take it slow, take it easy. Yeah. And um, just to break the mentality that you have to be doing X, Y, and Z. Well, that's a self-pressure. That's no one and, else and, it. <laughs> and it and, and it can kind of steal the joy from it a little bit. You don't realize it because we get caught up in the momentum of all of that, and maybe even that you know that mindset of when we were younger and um, stuff. But 
but I feel like I tell people every step forward is a step forward. And sometimes people's step forward, they're in a season in their life where, where the current is so strong against them that a steps forward is keeping you in the same place or just keeping you from going too fast over a waterfall, right? Sometimes that's your season where we're just trying to, you know, stay upright against a current against us, whether that's like, you know, stressful teenage years of your kids or newborn years or a change in your job or an ailing parent. There's something where there's a a torrent against you and maybe your stepping forward is just keeping you upright. And that is okay too, because what is the alternative, you know, over the waterfall flat on your back, right? So I think that you know, it, it comes down to mindset and long-term goals and looking well beyond. And I, and most people that do our course, you know, started it with thinking it was going to be one thing and realizing they were getting this whole other thing. Um, and, and not to scare people, but that's what we really need. You know, it's not, we're not putting a bandaid on a problem here. We're looking at what is the, what is the source of this? And how will improving that change everything moving forward? It's a lifestyle and, and for the, for the better, right? I think that a lot of it comes down to, you know, just the discipline of mind. If we can adjust, because we can be disciplined in swimming or running or surfing or whatever it might be that we're really into. Um, And we think that it's gnarly and hardcore to be super disciplined in how we, you know, do our workouts it's even more disciplined for you to take a step back and yeah. to say, you know what, this is your body. Yeah. yeah this, is, this is now hardcore. It's actually more hardcore because you're not trying to prove yourself even to yourself anymore. Um, you're actually breaking out of the mental prison that you place yourself in that you have to perform a certain way. And if you can get into that place of saying, you know what, I'm going to enjoy the discipline of taking it easy in order to heal efficiently, effectively, and for the long term. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to extend that discipline into uh, your mentality around the sport that you're into. And you're going to be able to, to see that form and function actually will improve you later on if you just discipline yourself to those things. So. Yeah. And I love that your, your kind of running mentor is in his sixties, right? You know, 20 years older than you, 18 years older than you. And it yeah. does give you this perspective of like, where do you want to be in your sixties? Not where do you want to be by Christmas, you know, right. but really looking longer term than that, you know, and, and making choices for that long, long term. Yeah. That's cool. I'm so grateful that you, um, you know, the reason I even, you know, heard about your progress is that you, you filled out kind of like a case study review of your course. And, and it was really um, great for me. You know, when everybody's online, I sometimes get to, to see how people are doing, but unless you tell me, I don't really know. And um, that's the one thing that's been hard about not being in the clinic where you can kind of see people's progress every day. It's very affirming to me. Um, But when you share your, your story that way um, it's fun for me um, to see how different people, different parts of our approach affect people differently, different personalities, different things. Um, And, you know, you had said that you wish you had, you know, learned about this 
sooner, you know, what if you, you knowing what you know now, what would you have told your younger self? Like maybe even before you injured yourself, is there anything that you feel like, gosh, I wish I had known this, or if I could tell somebody something, what would it be? Sure. Um, don't ever in your life do sit-ups or crunches. <laughs> the, I mean, that's just, you know, the most unnecessary exercise there is. And right. And we're not saying, you know, some people get really ticked off when, when we say that, especially fitness people or personal trainers. They're like, your body has the ability to do this. It's one of the functions of your body to bend forward. Absolutely. But not to the extent that we we do it. Like we're all crunched all day long. We don't need to do. It's kind of like saying, you know, to people that are on like a a total meat diet, you know, total carnivores to give them an iron supplement. I don't right. think they need more iron. <laughs> you know, like, you know? Yeah. they need roughage. <laughs> you know, yeah. They need right. fiber. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> And, and, and it's, it's not because we're like anti-movement or anti-exercise. It's just that those overworking the out, outer abdominal muscles in the culture of technology that we live in and, and sitting and computers and, and phones and all the things that make us look down and round forward, it's, it's just overusing a muscle group that doesn't doesn't actually do what you think it's going to do. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, and I would also add to that, just what I wish I had known is just how important alignment is. Um, mm -hmm. Posture. Yeah. I mean, you know, my... It seems boring, but it's it's important. It is. To me, that is the thing that I took away from your from your program. It's beyond like the the pelvic bowl and the rib bowl kind of aligning themselves and then just my my mother-in-law said live with your heart out Aww. and and so i think that that's um it that's helpful but really the cord you know it's poetic mm -hmm. release um, but the the cord going up actually it if you can just imagine that pulling like yeah. you you feel your ta engage all yeah. throughout the day even when i'm sitting here right now um yeah. and it you actually desire the feeling that it gives you after a while. Yeah. You're like, oh man, and it's I'm not out. like tension. It's not tension. It's security. It is. It's, it's security and support. We're not saying you're walking around with a tense tummy all day or a sucked in gut all day. It's 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 security and stability that you're feeling. And and um, it, I I I like to say like my feet are kind of grounded. You know, like my roots are planted. And then this, this cable, you know, as a believer, uh, this is my, my tether to my creator, right? This is what tethers me and helps me stay connected to the source that, but in that your heart is open, right? Yeah. You're not collapsed. Your heart is open because you feel confident and strong enough to be in a place to pour out. You know, you have, you're grounded, you're anchored. And you, from that place, you can actually give more. And that's the, the big thing, you know, less for men, more for women, that they have a hard time taking care of themselves because it feels selfish. But it once we realize that you, you being in that place is the way that you're able to give because yeah. you, you're coming from a source of, the, of strength. 
to to have that. And you're not just depleting yourself. Hundred yeah. percent. I would I would say also just the like when you walk into a room with your with alignment for the guys out there and you know whatever, but um, you do you feel confident. Yeah. Like you, there's a sense of like, like you're in ownership of yourself, you know, you're in ownership of how, and you're disciplined in how you are posturing and it's not a tough guy thing, but then yeah. it, it does extend out to the world. Like, Oh man, you know, I have, I have this squared away and there's something about just aligning your, your physical being and it projects out, you know, a a source of confidence because you actually do feel confident within yourself. It's Absolutely. a weird. No, you know, I, I would say that all the time. I would say that yeah. all the time. That's one of the feedbacks that people notice about me is they're like, you're so confident. It's my posture. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's my posture. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't have it for a long time. And, and also mm-hmm. to think about like, you know, thinking about the older people in our lives, um, Thinking about people that the older people in our lives that are thriving and the ones that are barely um, surviving, um, and you look at their difference in their posture, right? The ones that are barely surviving, posture is a big problem. The ones that are thriving, posture mm-hmm. is a real strength for them. Yeah. Right? Yes. An interesting, so, interesting interplay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been really fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you sharing your your perspective and your journey. And it's all everybody's story is just a little bit different, and I love it. And I think that I think that men and women are going to really resonate with what you had to share. So I really appreciate that because I want it to be easier for people to find this information. Um, we're we're trying to trying to get the word out as many ways as we can. Um, but especially for men to realize that this is not just a prenatal issue. Um, I would say the second biggest demographic, the biggest demographic we see is postpartum women, but the second biggest demographic is 40 to 75 year old men. Um, So you are not alone. We just need to get the word out to more men um, that this this is a real deal and it's treatable. It's treatable. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thanks again for joining us today. This has been a really good conversation. And if you want to know more about what we do at the Tummy Team, check out our website. We have programs for men, women of all ages, and even some for kids. And um, we're just excited to help you. So look at what we do at thetummyteam.com and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to find out more about all that we do, check out thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you are meant to live.